Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the two pros and a cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, what you know about it, Brady? Know, know about what? Running into the deep. Oh. Yeah. Did you know about a bar? You know about rolling down in the deep. Yeah. You don't know nothing about it. It is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. You can also listen to us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. And you know you can listen to us all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So the New England Patriots have a long track record of success. All the Super Bowls, you know, all the allegations that there's no way they could possibly be this good. They had the greatest player in the history of the NFL in Tom Brady, who was, you know, running the show there for a long, long time. Bill Belichick's chasing Don Shula for all-time career wins. But it does feel like they've reached a point in the Belichick era where things are starting to look completely the opposite of how they did for all those games and all those years when Tom Brady was there. Now, there's a couple of different layers to all this. Uh, the first layer uh, we must point to is the quarterback, Mac Jones, who had an awful game against the Dallas Cowboys over the weekend. His offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, though, he has some faith that, that Mac Jones is going to be able to figure this thing out and don't worry about what happened this past Sunday. Let's focus on the future. I thought that last game for Mac, some of the the decisions that he made were very uncharacteristic of Mac, and I think he'll he'll get back to to doing it the way you know he knows how to do it. And he's just trying to make a play. He's wanting to win. He's very competitive. 
And, you know, maybe the plays weren't great. So I have to be involved in that big time with him. I understand that. You know, I think you'll see a lot of improvement in Mac as we keep moving forward here. All right. So a lot of optimism there. What's well, not- I mean, you can't go too far backwards, right? Oh, geez. I mean, they say rock bottom is the best place to start getting better. <laughs> I mean, there's been there's been worse quarterback performances that we've seen. Uh, is that, can, I think, can I ask you this? Yeah. Like, if I if I go through all of these teams, name something their offensive have have, have in common: San Francisco, Philly, Buffalo, Kansas City, Dallas, Miami, Baltimore, maybe Detroit, Tampa. And Seattle. What's one thing offensively you, you think all these teams have in common? Uh, quarterback and wide receivers. Okay. Let's talk about the second part. Maybe with the exception of, you'd say, Detroit. Even though I, I, I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's a hell of a player. Josh Reynolds has played outstanding for them. You'd say, like, there's, they, have, they have dudes. They have guys. They have a guy, either a go-to guy, a guy with speed, like San Francisco with Brendan Ayuk and Debo Samuel, right? Philly's got Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. Buffalo's got Diggs. Kansas City, I don't know, maybe that's the first one you go, ah, maybe, maybe not, depending on how you look at their, their summary of pieces. Dallas, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks. Miami, obviously Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Baltimore, I mean, they've got OBJ, but really Zay Flowers or Shot Bateman. I mean, every single one of these teams, Tampa, you got Godwin, you got Mike Evans, Seattle, DK, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. They've all invested, they've all loaded their roster with, with speed and dynamic playmaking ability. That has been the Achilles heel for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots in drafting and identifying those big-time star wide receivers. Outside of having Randy Moss, and you could say Edelman, you could say Wes Welker, they found those guys in the later rounds. And not, not the same type of player I'm talking about. It's just, I think that's the one position they have, he, really he has, because he's the general manager, consistently missed on. And, they, and you've got to have that in today's game. And they don't. And I think it's showing up right now in their offense with what it looks like. It's really been tight end play that's been a success for them with Gronk, even when Aaron Hernandez was there. Nikhil Harry, they tried that. That didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah, there's, it's, they're, they're definitely lacking in that department. They've had slot receivers, though, like you guys said, and like Edelman and Amendola. And but those were even, late picks that guys like Edelman, who was a quarterback that converted to wide receiver. Yeah. He wasn't, so it's not like you're talking about a number one a wide number receiver. One, a bona fide. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true, because even going back to Troy Brown and David Patton, they weren't necessarily in givens. They weren't ones. So, I, I mean, I it makes sense. And and and, and you, it makes you wonder why they haven't. I mean, they did have Randy Moss at one point, but it was an that older was Randy Moss. That was back in 2007, yeah. right? They almost went undefeated with him. Um, and maybe they I need to know. make a move like that. But, like, literally, let me – I can go through the years of, of where they've drafted guys. Like, this year they drafted Kayshawn Buat out of LSU in the sixth round. You know, two years ago it was uh, Tyquan Thornton in the second round. Nothing's really, you know, come from that. Trey Nixon the year before that in the seventh round. 
you actually go back to the 2020 draft. They didn't draft one wide receiver. 2019 is the year they drafted a first-round pick in Nikhil Harry, who's now just was activated with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Braxton Berrios is no longer with the team back in 2018. That was a six-round pick. I mean, you go through the years, 2017, no wide receivers drafted. 2016, Malcolm Mitchell in the fourth round. I mean, it's, they really have not looked at this position, the draft, at all. 2015, no wide receivers. 2014, seventh-round pick in Jeremy Gallon out of Michigan. Aaron Dobson, second round, 2013. Jeremy Ebert, seventh round, 2012. Josh Boyce, fourth round pick. I mean, they just and have none of not those looked names at hold any. I hate to say it, well, but it's not. Those aren't significant names. No, and that's what I'm saying is if you go yeah. back and if you look at like Brendan Ayuk, was he a late first round pick? If I'm not mistaken, uh, or second round. Debo was a second yeah. round. Yeah. Ayuk might have been second. But you look at like go through the Devontae Smith first round pick. AJ Brown was a second. End up trading for him, giving him a boatload. Might as well be a first round. Stephon Diggs was a later round pick, but obviously Buffalo ended up bringing him for a boatload because they saw he's a difference maker, right? Um, Kansas City Chiefs, when they had Tyreek Hill, he was kind of more converted, but then they paid him because he became that. And they haven't necessarily spent as much juice on that since, but we'll see if that doesn't change. CeeDee Lamb, first round pick. I mean, Miami Dolphins, Waddle, first round pick. Like, there's so many. Rashad Bateman with the Baltimore Ravens, first round pick. Zay Flowers was also a first round pick. Was he second? Uh, Zay Flowers was a second, I believe. Oh, second. Might have, might have, no, he might have been a late first. I think it was a late first. Yeah. You know, it's and obviously Miami gave up a ton to get Tyree Kill there. Uh, Mike Evans, first-round pick. Chris Scott was a second-round pick. Uh, Metcalf, second-round pick. Fell to them, though, right? Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, first-round pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care what team you're talking about. Browns, they have Amari Cooper, former first-round pick. I mean, you go through the list of teams, they've invested and they've looked at the wide receiver position and said one of two things. We need to find a dependable number one guy we can throw a 50-50 ball up to that's going to make a play or when he's double covered. Or we need a guy who can separate, a guy with extreme speed. They've either found it via the draft, high in the first round, or somewhere in the first round, second round, or they go find it in free agency, or they go trade for it. The Patriots have not bought into it. And I, and I think it's killed them since Tom Brady's left. And honestly, even towards the end of Tom Brady's tenure there, and I think he saw it. Because when he went to Tampa, he brings Gronk. They've got Godwin. They've got Mike Evans. They've got these other pieces. He, he probably looked at that roster and said, this is better for what this league is at right now. And, and tell me this. When, when were the two years where Tom Brady threw the football most in his career? I mean, the last two years, right? The last two years in Tampa. Yeah. And so you get a glimpse of maybe what Tom wanted to be and wanted to do his entire time in New England, and maybe Bill Belichick didn't want to do that. It, I just think there, there's, there's, there hasn't been a focus and, and more concern over getting that position right, especially now around Mac Jones. I think that's hurt their offense in a big way. And like Juju Smith-Schuster, man, there's been talks that his knee w- has not been 100% since he's been there. Like that, that seems like it's not going well. Um, I, I thought – they were the team that should bid and outbid Tennessee for DeAndre Hopkins. Like, if he was there and available and in for a visit, that felt like that was a move that they should have made, and he ended up going with Tennessee because they probably offered him more money. Like, that that felt like that where that should go. But, 
Yeah, it's and then, you know, on top of all that, now you go to the defensive side. Matthew Judon's got that bicep tear, the lower bicep tendon tear. He's going to be out a couple of months. Christian that's, can, a, that's a tremendous blow. A terrible. That was if there was one guy I'd say you couldn't lose on that team in order for them to have a chance to have some real success, it'd have been him. And and give them credit for this. He's been a great signing. That's been one of those free agent signings that they brought over that, that has worked out really well. But like Christian Gonzalez, the rookie cornerback, he's been off to a great start. Now he's dealing with an injury. It just, it feels like, and I'm not saying this to be funny, their goals should not be to make the playoffs. It should be to not finish in last place in their division. You got to have that one up on the Jets. You got to have it. They lost Rodgers. That's where thing. That's where we're moving the goalposts on success for the Patriots. Forget playoffs. Just don't finish in dead last in that division. Well, everyone's going to look at the quarterbacks, and you're going to say, "Well, how would you rank the quarterbacks in the uh, AFC East?" Now, now, I'm saying if Rodgers is healthy, you wouldn't put Mac Jones above any of the other no, three. Would you? Not, no, no way. Okay. So then what do you need to do in order to compete? Don't you need to surround him with more talent then? Yeah. And I, if you're going to rank the wide receivers in the AFC East, would you put the Patriots above anyone else in that division? No. 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 I mean, Diggs and, and Gabe Davis are a better combination than anything the, the Patriots have. I mean, Garrett Wilson. I mean, and whoever you want to pair him with for the Jets. Yeah. Lazard. Probably Alan Lazard. You know, Cobb and whoever you want to talk about their supporting cast, but. It's like that. That's that to me is just for whatever reason it like flies under the radar. I think when talking about the concerns about this New England Patriots offense, the team in general, and and now defensively, Judon's out, and then you got Christian Gonzalez who's banged up. Their first round pick has been fantastic. Great. And by the way, that that's not like saying that New England hasn't gotten picks right at other positions. They have. They've been really successful d- drafting defensive players, especially in the first round, and finding other players. It's just for whatever reason, the wide receiver position is one they haven't focused on, and other teams have, and other teams are surpassing them right now. Do you think that was also part of the reason why, and and we'll probably touch on this later on because he's been in the news recently, but do you think that's part of the reason why Josh McDaniels elected to leave when he did? Because it felt like he was the heir apparent, that that's where that was headed for Belichick, and he just decided, eh, I'm going to go take the Raiders gig. And just, I, I wonder if he saw the writing on the wall and just realized, man, there's not a whole hell of a lot to work with here. And I'd rather go, if I'm if I'm going to strike, I'd rather go now before I start taking a hit, a la Matt Canada, but for Struck different out. reasons. Striking Yeah, out. I start taking the hit because our offense isn't producing because we don't have guys that we can depend on that can compete at, at the same level as some of these other guys in the division. I wonder if that was part of the reason. That still could probably work out, though. He might not be in, in, in Las Vegas much longer, so yeah. he could end up back in, in New England. If if it de- if it doesn't work out, who's to say that that still can't work out? I mean, it's funny. The the outside perception of the Raiders right now, graded one and three, and um, you know, they're they're tied in the division at one and one. Is is that everyone wants them fired? Mark Davis has been adamantly <sighs> defending him. Damn right he is. And, and, it, and it's, just, it's interesting, and I'm not saying the Raiders are a playoff team. I, I, I didn't think they would be this year. But they're 1-1 one one in the division. They're 1-3 overall. Like, a team that's 500 in their division only played two games so far, they're not out of it. I mean, you'd be, you'd be, more, like, you'd be hard-pressed to find any team right now that's completely out of it. That, like, the teams that I get concerned with are the Bengals, who are already 0-2 oh, yeah, in the division. You know, the Browns, who are 1-2 in the division. 
Like you start looking through some of the teams that are already that played a lot of divisional games early are already behind the eight ball. Panthers zero and two in the division. Yeah, then that that record hits a little different because at least you have the chance of winning your division and hopefully being able to then make it in the playoffs that way. But if 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 you haven't played many divisional games of a bad record, that's all right. Like you win your division, you still got a shot. Yeah, it's a mess. Well, listen, uh, you know, they got all those Super Bowls they can look back on and everybody can celebrate and have fun with that. And at least they can hang their hat on that if you're the New England Patriots. And Bill O'Brien's not he's not worried about what's going on with Mac Jones. Plus, the thing with Mac Jones is you never know when he throws a pick whether or not he's going to light somebody up on defense with a dirty play. And that, to me, is a heartwarming tale. If he lights them up or teabag them? Whatever, that too. Gator roll, like you name it. Gator roll, teabag, anything you want, Mac Jones will provide especially if he's trying to get some revenge on a pick. I like him. He's he's very feisty, that Mac Jones. He is um, feisty. I like it. Yeah. it's uh, yeah. He's, he's got a little Belichick in him almost. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. got a little something to him. A little short-fused. I like the guy. Yeah. I, I, be, I want to dap him up. Yeah, give him a, maybe a high five. I would drop dap him. Yeah. Would hey, drop that. Jonas, get it. Well, you want to do Top Gun? Yeah, on, Top Gun. Oh. Yeah. Right there. That's yeah, Sam, we don't guy. need sound effects, but we got it on our own band. Yeah, you see how High long five. you see how long Brady's arms are. Come on. Yeah. Do it High again. Five. Do it again. Yeah. Top Gun. The Top Gun is my favorite though. Yeah. That's and, jo- and Jonas times it up well. Yeah. I just felt yeah. like this 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 time around, I don't know that you guys executed as, as well. What are you talking about? Oh, come on. I don't know. I didn't feel as impressed. Like it's usually pretty, pretty impressive. This one I was kind of. All right, like, here we I go. Up All top. Right. That was a good one. That yeah. you told just when I thought you guys couldn't be any more off on your timing, you go and do this and totally redeem yourselves. Yeah, that it, that last one was pretty good. I'm telling you, man. Now that one was good. Arms like that, you can't let those go to waste. I mean, he, give me he, one more. Take take us to break with one, man. Give me give me one good one. Right. Good, give me one last good one. All right, so we'll, we'll take you to break with it here. It is uh, two on. pros and a cup of Joe on Fox Sports Radio. So coming up next, though, we are going to talk about one quarterback in the NFL who's developing a really, really bad reputation, and we'll tell you why that is next here on FSR. Bring it in, baby. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Boy, way to wake everybody up, Sam. Good God. Was this Jamiroquai? It's most deaf, man. Wow. How much say the name to you? You gonna say Jamiroquai? <laughs> Come on, Mos Def is the dude. Damn. Damn. You listen to Mos Def, don't you? No, I don't. Oh. This is why. Why? It is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. By the way, we are going to hand out some midweek awards coming up here in about twenty minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. Always a fun segment here. We like to reward people on this show. It's not all negative stuff, so we'll get to that for you here on FSR. So um, it did not go well for Daniel Jones and the New York Giants on primetime. That did not go well whatsoever at all. Pretty uh, pretty awful showing for them on Monday Night Football against the Seattle Seahawks. And you Daniel call Jones. money on these dudes, man. Yeah, I got that one right. How about it? You call money. Yeah. Told you. Uh, and I love Brian Dayball. Dump truck nuts. Loved everything about him last year. I just hmm. I was not confident in where this was headed, and it, hmm. and it felt like there was a lot of people who thought maybe they paid the wrong guy, maybe they should have paid Saquon, and you know, figured out a way to to franchise Daniel Jones, and you know there was a deadline that was set, and yeah, there there even their GM who spoke out and said, well, you know. We probably uh, probably should have picked up that fifth year option. You know, if we would have known this was going to happen, we would have gone that direction. But nonetheless, he got a long term deal. He didn't play well. One of the highlights of that game for the Seahawks was Devin Witherspoon, the stud rookie from Illinois, who we talked about yesterday, who returned the interception all the way for the touchdown. And he said that he noticed something when it came to Daniel Jones. Here he was on NFL Network post game. We were just trusting the game plan the coach laid out for us. Um, we knew he liked to stare down his first target, so he had his back turned. A lot of guys is when they one-on-one matchups up front, man. Shout out to our D-line. Uh, without them, we couldn't have made the plays that we made. So, Brady, as a quarterback, when your reputation around the league is that you like to stare down your first target, what does that mean? Yeah, it means that you like to stare down your first target. Yeah, and how's that going to yeah. go? Not well. I mean, you get a lot of pick sixes, things of that nature. <laughs> I mean, that's <clears> – <throat> so, in a nutshell – that's one of the things that, after playing this long in the league, it shouldn't be the case for him. <clears throat> that shouldn't be something that you get from a scouting report. Most coordinators, and, and Brian Dable um, does a pretty good job of this, they give you a man zone indicator. So, <clears throat> pretty simple football. If it's man, none of the guys are looking at you. Why? Because they're looking at the guy they're covering. 
So there's only usually either a middle of field safety, uh, potentially two safeties if it's two man, or like a whole player, either at the linebacker spot or coming from the secondary. Like maybe it's a robber or thief, they would call them. Those are the only guys who are really watching your eyes. Now, it's zone coverage, different story. There's guys who are playing off coverage. Um, they might be matching at some point, meaning it plays out more like man. But at least initially, they're watching the eyes of the quarterback. And you've got to know that because you can manipulate the defense with your eyes if it's zone because everyone's looking at you. If it's man, there's only one player you've got to be worried about who's going to be looking at you. And that's that middle of the field deep player. That's that middle of the field if he's a whole player at the linebacker level or if he's a, a robber or thief at the safety level. That's pretty much it. And so knowing the difference between the two then allows you to decide how you're going to work your eyes. Like if it's man-to-man, most quarterbacks have the idea of where they're going to football because they know the matchup they want. They've got Tyree Kill on said cornerback, right, or whoever you want to talk about, Stephon Diggs versus whatever cornerback. And they know that his route is going to win. So all I'm doing then is I'm trying to make sure I hold that middle of the field safety. I don't want him to get a beat on where I'm going with the football. And that's how it plays out. In zone, it's different. You know, in that case, you've got to identify what type of zone it is. And then you've got to sometimes move players because they're watching your eyes and they're going to move as you move. You know, you see LeVar and the defense, they do all these balls where they'll, they'll kind of be dropping into coverage and the quarterback will turn his shoulders to the right, they move, they move that direction. They, he turns his shoulders to the left, they move that direction. That's how, they're, that's how they're trained to move with the eyes of the quarterback. And so you can use it to your advantage, but a lot of young quarterbacks, you know, they get in the league, they have so many other things they're thinking about, they naturally don't do it. Once you've played as much as Daniel Jones has, you, you should. You know, you shouldn't be um, staring stuff down. So... It's concerning to hear that, you know, a, a player be able to say that about him at this point in time of his career. And I think the Giants, you know, hopefully they're not this early into the season sitting there saying, hey, we have remorse about the contract we signed Daniel Jones to because initially it was kind of only a one-year deal and then they restructured it to now it's really a two-year deal. Like if you're a Giants fan and you're upset about Daniel Jones – I don't have any good news for you because you are in his contract for the, the next two years. His dead cap is like $70 million or something like that. So they're not moving on from him, at least not until after the 2024 season. Jeez. They're in trouble. <laughs> That's all I could say. And I don't know what that means for Dayball because if you think about everything that, that has transpired, they have gone through a lot of head coaches as of late. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If you don't, it seems like this isn't trending in the right direction in New York. If you do, then you're taking another chance and you're taking another shot at it, especially if I'm saying in in terms of if you go in a different direction with a head coach. And, you know, for what it's worth, I, I think it should be stated that – there used to be a time when a head coach was given, you know, at least three years or so before you started really, really looking at the process of if you should stick or if you should move on. That I feel like that's changed dramatically. Like, I don't feel like you get as not, enough time to try to structurally and culturally build a winner. You're, you're like instantly on the clock. 
And we've seen some coaches come in and be able to prove the theory correct that you can get in and win now. You know, I don't know how feasible that is for every team and every scenario. I think they're all different. To your point, sorry to interrupt, uh, four coaches in six years. It's a lot, man. We we do have to acknowledge a couple things, though. Like, one, all the sacks. You know, no Andrew Thomas at left tackle. That plays a factor. Their their O-line was banged up. He's got to get rid of the football, but, like, he was under duress the entire game. So that hurts. The, The Saquon injury has always plagued Daniel Jones. You know, when he's not in there, the offense just doesn't look the same. They don't have the, the difference makers on the outside, and, and they have Waller this year, but it's not quite, you know, taking the effect they had you know, hoped it would at this point. But without Saquon, they don't have that other chess piece who's effective running and catching the football. And the stats show. I mean, whether it's for Daniel Jones or just for this offense. So... Um, I, I, like a lot of people are trying to hit the panic button. I, I know the division's really good because of Philly and, and Dallas looks good and Washington's been competitive and the Giants look like the least competitive this year. It's early. You know, they, they've got to kind of weather the storm here, get guys back healthy, then then you kind of see what team you're dealing with. Yeah. Uh, uh, this year, though? I don't know. This year, though, it's over. Calling it right it doesn't now. look like they're trending up. That's yeah. for certain. That's a wrap. Start getting ready for next year. I mean, didn't you do that with a bunch of teams last year? That yeah, ended up coming was, back it around. Was, it was so long ago. Nobody remembers. Everyone's probably hacking the bag. Anyways. Just remember yeah. that. Yeah. Listen, uh, we, I focus on this year. Forget about the past. The Giants are done, and they're on the list. They're of one other and teams. three football team. That's only zero and one in the in, in the division. So again, a lot of games left to be played. I don't know. Seeing what I've seen. But and that's why we talked about it yesterday when Lavar made the question, "Who would you rather be, a Giants fan or a Jets fan?" I'd rather be a Jets fan because well, least, that was you that made that. Well, question. I, well, no, you made the question. That was you. No, but that wasn't. I, I would rather be a Jets fan because at least I know Aaron Rodgers is right around the corner, and by right around the corner, I mean a couple of months because apparently he's being aggressive with this uh, this rehab for the Achilles. So, with the Giants. You're just locked into what Daniel Jones is and all the other flaws that come along with it. And I, I feel like if I'm the Jets, at least I'm a little bit more optimistic on that front. Although their division's not anything to to sleep on either. So both feel like they're in a tough spot. But there it is. New York football, baby. Play yeah, again. New Jersey. The dead cap this year, $81.5 million if they were to release him. <laughs> the dead cap next year, 69.3 million dollars to drop in the bucket and then then the question becomes why do you do a deal like that with a player that has given you virtually no reason to trust and believe that he should get a contract like that so not even making it a comparison to saquon just saying right right. and like direct direct you know to daniel jones why do you do that type of deal i'll tell you the response because i I had a chance to talk with some of their front office folks this offseason and I presented my reservations about it. And, you know, they were between obviously having to throw the franchise tag on someone. It was between him and and Saquon. And they found themselves in a scenario where they felt like, at least initially, when the first contract was signed, um, they had a player that they drafted in the first round. They believe in, you know, his rookie year. He he looked pretty good his rookie year. The wins and losses didn't come. But, I mean, in what, 12 starts he threw for 3,000 yards was a 2-to-1 touchdown interception ratio. I mean, that's not bad for a rookie. 
um, was sacked a, a decent amount to that year, just in those 12 starts. It was the prior two years where things got a little dicey. And then last year, you know, he, he played pretty well. And it wasn't prolific by any means, but their offense wasn't really that, right? I mean, 15 touchdowns, only five interceptions. But they felt like they had seen enough to be able to give him an extension that's not resetting the market that they could have moved on from, at least at that point, after a year. Now, they restructured again before the season started. And that's when the newest details of the, of the contract came out. And that's what makes it a little more difficult, you know, looking at that decision now because things aren't working out quite the way they thought. But, you know, I also would say, you know, when you look at their wide receiver group, who, who are you looking at and saying, all right, like this is going to cause defenses to have to game plan different around them, right? I, I, don't, I don't know that you look at their depth chart and you're saying that about any of their wide receivers. No. They drafted Jalen Hyatt in the third round this year. He's a rookie. It's hard to expect a lot out of rookies right away. Wondell Robinson's been fantastic. He's been that piece they've kind of moved around and can do different things with. Isaiah Hodgins has you know pitched in. Darius Slayton's been good down the field. But, I mean, is there anyone that you're saying, we need to change the construct of our defense to account for this guy? No. Probably not outside of Waller or maybe when you see Saquon Barkley in the backfield. So. Yeah, it does feel like Saquon Barkley was the linchpin to everything. And the numbers, as we talked about yesterday, showed that last year. When he was not in the lineup, they were a different offense, and Daniel Jones struggled, and he's not in the lineup, and thus we get the same results we've gotten last year. So, I mean, uh, the, the only thing I can say is that if you don't want to struggle, stay at a graduate hotel's. I mean, you know that because Graduate Hotels is your college game day headquarters with more than 30 hotels in all your favorite college towns. Book a stay this season and save up to 30%. Can you believe that? 30% with the code 2PROS at graduatehotels.com. That's 2PROS at graduatehotels.com. All right, so it is 2PROS and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Now it's time for the progressive play of the day. Wind up from Gosman. And the 3-1 pitch, a swing and a fly ball, right center field deep, Springer back, he will turn, back it goes, gone! Unbelievable! Royce Lewis, welcome to October Baseball! Two at bats, two home runs, this kid is amazing! It is 3-0 Twins! Treasure Island Baseball Network brings you the progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. They will help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So coming up next here, it is a Wednesday tradition. We hand out some awards. It's another edition of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and it's yours here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Two pros. Two pros. Two pros. That does work. It is two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up top of next hour, we are are going to continue the NFL conversation here on this show because there are a few teams that have got some problems and a few that have established themselves as the class of the NFL. So we'll get into that for you again coming up here uh, a little over 10 minutes from now on FSR. Before we get to our midweek awards, though, as you heard the music, the good, the bad, the ugly here, want to let you know we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. There are some good things that happen, and there's some bad, and then there's some downright ugly things. It's time for good, bad, and ugly. All right, lead the lap. What do we got? Well, as we do each and every Wednesday, we start with the good. Jonas, you have the good this week. All right, so the good is. The Major League Baseball playoffs are back. Yeah. No sport goes from one level up to level 10 like Major League Baseball does when the playoffs start. Everything is on the edge of your seat. And I would argue 
it's getting close to, I don't want to put it on the same level, but it is getting close to as exciting as the NHL playoffs. Because oh, what? especially no late in games, when you're relying on bullpens, the fans are nervous, They're especially these wild card series that go three games. I love the MLB playoffs. I also love the way they're presented specifically on Fox. Big fan uh, of the on, coverage on, on Fox. Fox. Okay. Big fan of the coverage on Fox. But nonetheless, in totality, the MLB playoffs is as good as it gets. And it's here. And it this is the best time of the season and best time of the year for all of us. Not just because of football, but because of the MLB playoffs. And then, you know, the NBA starts off their season two months too early. But none, never mind all that. MLB postseason's here, and I'm happy about it. Hmm. Well, guys, can't have good without the bad. LeVar, what was bad this week? Come on, bro, LeVar. Yeah, bro, yeah, LeVar. Bro, LeVar. Bro, LeVar is going to give you the bad, all right? Because clearly Brady was supposed to be the bad and the, <laughs> and the worst. But I'll, I'll take it since my name somehow, someway jumped in there after he started to go there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was the Jamel Charlo-Canelo fight. Oof. I mean, I, 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 like many others, although there are a lot of boxing enthusiasts that, that or we'll say purists, that want to shame the idea that it was a boring-ass fight. Um, but it was bad. Like, Jamel Charlo did not want to mix it up with Canelo. Canelo took full advantage of the fact that he was dealing with a guy he knew couldn't hurt him and, and got his got his rounds in, got got a 12-rounder in, got a decision, and got up out of there. What made it really bad for me is the fact that you could tell at the end of the fight that it just was it was a sparring match. You know, neither one of them had, had broke a real sweat. Neither one of them had any type of, of, of I guess, looks of being in a war. You know, and one one thing that, you know, you like to see when you watch a box, boxing match is even if they are moving around and, and being strategic and how they're pugilistically engaging one another, it just didn't, it had no action, it had no excitement, it had no edge to it, it had no drama to it. It was just like literally watching two guys spar in the backyard. I thought it was bad. There- I thought it was bad for boxing. You know, uh, Canelo had nothing to prove. Canelo has fought the best and has has done a hell of a job building his his brand and building his his you know kind of um, you know credibility. But not so much for Jamel Charlo. And everybody was expecting the lion to come with you know all the trash talk, and it just wasn't there. There's a lot of people who speculated: Is Canelo past his prime? Is he too yeah. old? And I came away from that going. I don't know because he never got nah, tested. I don't. I don't. I don't think you could take anything away Nothing. from that fight because Jamel Charlo didn't give give us any reason to think that he would be one thing or the other. It wasn't challenging enough to see if yeah. he like, oh whoa, like is he going down that that deep dark road to the end? Yeah. Like Br- Brady it scored just wasn't it. Even challenging enough. Yeah, I scored it. One twenty one oh seven. Right, that's what yeah. you had it. You can give uh, him a round. Like that, yeah, yeah, I can't quite recall. So. Yeah, I don't know that there was a round to give. No. <laughs> According to Brady. So that was bad for me. Well, from bad bad to worse. From Brad. From Lavar. From Lavar to Brady. What was ugly this week, Brady? Yeah, just so people understand behind the scenes. And in our little rundown, which is like our game plan for the show, 
Uh, Lee uh, mistakenly put B-R-L-A-V-A-R. <laughs> I'm sorry. Show. Which rundown, it's right. Brady? It's all I'm right. so sorry. Uh, that's a great question. I'm not sure which uh, rendition of the rundown it was, <laughs> but it was one of them. Uh, I've got like three this morning. Uh, so this is the ugly, although I'm actually saying this isn't ugly. This is actually what I'm going to talk about is maybe more good, but it could get ugly. Um, so everyone knows that the Bills are playing over in London against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. We're now playing back-to-back weeks in London. Uh, how about this, though? The New York governor, Kathy Hockle. So there's a limit on alcohol sales in the morning on Sundays. It's kind of standard in most states. But because of the Bills playing over in London, which the game kicks, what, like 9, 9.30 a.m. Uh, Eastern time? Yeah. She's actually permitting uh, bars and restaurants. They can apply to sell alcohol at 8 a.m. specifically for this match. All right. For Bills fans. So she's directing the state liquor authority. And she's extending the deadline for what's considered special permits for sports bars, restaurants, so they can serve early since the game's going to be on early. How about that? So it's not ugly, although it could get ugly. Oh, hell yeah. I see what you're saying there. Now, now that early in the morning, what are you guys going with? Bloody Mary? Yes. I'm not a Bloody Mary guy, man. I think you just go with a a screwdriver. Spicy. Yeah. I just like Modelo, period. That's how I started drinking Modelos. Morning? At breakfast. Yeah. First time it I makes had a was at breakfast. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's the standard protocol, right? You know, cin- cinnamon toast crunch, Modelo, same thing. Yeah. Cabin I'm a cereal eater. More steak and eggs. Yeah. Potatoes. Oh, there you go. What up, potatoes? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 